Good morning, America. When do we start doing that? Uh, I don't know. I thought it sounded cool. Guess we'll stick with it. Well, today we're going to be leaving the comfort of America to look at what is going on internationally. Indeed. And we're going to start in Russia, where I heard you actually went and visited recently. How was that? What happened in there? For starters, us Americans think we have problems. But across the Pacific in Russia, we see tragic Bloody Sunday, doubtless an event that will go down in history. Russian steelworkers and low-class workers currently live in intolerable, disease-ridden conditions and recently mustered the courage to revolt against their tyrannical ruler, Tsar Nicholas II, in St. Petersburg, Russia. The steelworkers drafted a position led by Georgi Gapon, expressing their discontent. However, chances are that the Tsar was not present to meet the crowd, and panicked guards wound up gunning down and slaughtering the steelworkers. <laughs> Thank God we live in America and not that bloodbath. And yet, there's still more that has happened in Russia. We actually have a pre-recorded message from our third member who actually is coming back from there right now, hence why she couldn't talk to us today. Here's the recording. Russia and Japan faced off in a contest for territorial expansion, specifically the struggle for Korea. Recently, Russia launched a surprise attack beginning the Russo-Japanese War. Japan emerged victorious, and in fact, the entire Western world was caught by surprise. As a result of this conflict, Russian civilians were upset and sought economic and social reform. They demanded Russia's first parliament from the Tsar and brought to light long-delayed military reform. Unfortunately, tensions escalated into a civil war. On the other hand, Japan also dealt with riots, and at one point, Russia and Japan decided to negotiate. Concessions given to Japan include that of secrecy in the negotiations towards the press. Clearly, there seems to be intense tensions between these powerful countries. Now, for the third part of this broadcast, we're going to go a little more south of Russia to China. Recently, the previous emperor was overthrown in the Wucheng Uprising. And to understand why, we're going to briefly go back to the Opium Wars of 1850. After this conflict, China was forced to open its borders to more trade, which was good for us. Then the Taiping War made the nation more unstable, with warlords popping up with dissatisfaction with the government. This all ultimately led to the hated Boxer Rebellion, where many believed that Western influence had had a bad effect on the land. Yet, we actually made it better. We even brought them railroads. But these railroads were built by the public and are exclusive to us foreigners because, well, we funded them. So naturally, people got mad, bringing upon the Wucheng Uprising that overthrew the emperor's rule. However, since 1913, we've been seeing full diplomatic agreements between us and their new republic, and things couldn't be going more swimmingly. And now, for the final part of this broadcast, we're going full circle and very close to home. Mexico and their 1910 revolution. During Porfirio Diaz's rule, a man named Francisco I. Madero signified his opposition to another term of said rule in La Secesión Presidencial in 1910. That basically kickstarted the entire movement. Afterward, a notable figure named Emiliano Zapata called for the return of Pueblo lands to the people. Later, Carranza was then elected in 1907 during a time when Mexico was very volatile. Another important man, Obregón, brought support, which then led to the party we now know as the Partido Nacional Revolucionario. Some predict that this party may even control Mexican politics for the next 70 years, though that's only a prediction. Hell, they may even rebrand for all we know. Although this did leave Mexico in a weakened and 
turmoil-ridden state, we now see a much better movement, such as the muralist movement, which brings paintings to the people because of their low literacy rates, and also songs like corridos that are so beautiful and bring out and memorialize the people and the places and the events that took place during this time. Well, you gotta remember, in times like these, you gotta cherish the good moments. And even though the world may seem like it's falling apart, which, trust me, we understand, just remember that things always look better. And there's always art that can flourish from these kinds of things. So we here at, you know what, I'm calling this Good Morning America. We here at Good Morning America wish you a nice day and just leave you with a thought that you could be the one that makes something very notable in the future. Make history, people.